Hello and welcome to West Coast CEO. My name is Alex Borum. Today I am joined by award-winning landscape designer Ruben Flores, founder of Laguna Nursery in Laguna Beach, California. Thanks for having me into your home today. Sure. So Glad to have you. Yeah, thank you. So talk a little bit about what Laguna Nursery is. Laguna Nursery is kind of my stepchild. Um, I started another company called Visionscape actually about 28 years ago. Okay. And in the coming together of Visionscape, I realized that um, antiquities and significant pieces um, were becoming the strongholds of my landscapes. And they're not something that you come across every day. So when you do find them, you want to bring them back and have a place for them to perch, to stay, until they're used in a project. And so I needed some space. And these were beautiful pieces, some from Europe, from Asia, um, South America. And it would be a shame to have them in a storage area. So I started to need some space. And in the needing of the space, I thought, well, put some plants around it. And then the concept of having a nursery just naturally came, came into the need. So it wasn't something that I went out to do. But I think in the process of, of realizing your dreams and your needs, you figure out how to make things work. And so Laguna Nursery came out of Visionscape's need to have a place to prop items. Did you always want to start your own business or from your from your schooling did you go out and get a job right away or did hmm. you jump right into starting your own business? I had no clue what I wanted to do. Like many many people um, I knew that there was a field of study that I was very interested in but didn't really have an exact application of where I was going to throw myself into. Um, I was taking a seminar business seminar outside of school and my seminar partner and I were speaking about how to be successful and that's what this was about and he says well you you seem to have a very clear vision of your work and I'm like well it's a vision of a landscape right that's where the name came from visionscape and so in that moment it just kind of came up like that aha moment when it just hits you that well, of course that's what I want to do because I enjoy the design aspect and my true, true love is just plants. It's just seeing something that you put in grow um, and knowing that how you design it and what it's going to look like 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now and seeing that in the drawing when you're putting it down. And so I just knew that that's what I wanted, but I didn't know how to get there. And I've always been pretty much of a do-it-yourself kind of guy. And really it was just about taking the baby steps first and, and I had a car, um, I had a dream, and I, it happened to be that you know I put myself through school, undergraduate school, and um, had a Beamer. And so I would load the shovel and the rake <laughs> and the lawnmower and the trunk, and I would go, and I started here in Newport Beach on uh, Balboa Island, and I started doing some jobs there. So it, it wasn't... I wasn't the type that wanted to go out and just get a big loan and had this huge mapped out plan of how it's gonna be, but I knew I wanted to do it for me, my way. And so I just grew it very, very small, very, very slowly. But it allowed, allowed me to grow with it. Um, I didn't have to hire in other executives. I didn't have to go get a huge loan. It was just pretty much me, nuts and bolts. And I have to say, because of doing it that way, and that's obviously not everybody's method, I definitely know this business from the ground up, 
from what it does take to take a lawnmower off of the back of a truck and put it on the ground and what that's going to do to a guy's back over time. I do know about what it is to be driving with tools in a vehicle. Um, so I can sympathize and I can understand very well where that employee might be when he's leaving the yard and going to a job and how much time it's going to take him and yeah, he's going to stop and get a coffee. I know that's going to be put into the time. And so I know very well from the ground up what it takes. And yeah, uh, my clientele is really high-end. One of my studies in school was, and it wasn't again on purpose, but my studies in school were plants that survive on Southern California's coastal regions. And of course, that's the prime market for the highest retail in California. And so I just had a love and affinity for those plants. And it just happens that those are the highest retail value, resale value um, for a home. And so I was like, boom put myself into the study that was exactly what I wanted to do. And so one of my very first jobs was here in Laguna Beach at, at the time, so it was maybe 1983, so it's been a while. It was a $20 million house. What was it like to get that business? That must have been really exciting, yet nerve-wracking. Yes, exactly that. Because, uh, again, I, I, I have a fervor, I have an excitement about the work that I do. And I can speak about it to people. So I was giving these seminars at some universities from my university, representing my university. And I was up in Washington State, and I give a lecture about horticulture along the coast. And then I did one here uh, locally in Orange County. And a landscape architect was in the audience and was really taken by what I had to say and said, why don't you come and help me out of the job? And I'm like, sure. Well, it's one thing to speak about it in a safe confines of a podium and an audience. When I was walking down that driveway to this house that was $20 million, and I come from a very, very middle class background. My knees were shaking. I, I think if I had a, a, a folder or anything, it would have been rattling. Um, and the guy looks at me, he's like, you don't look so um, confident right now like you did the other day at the, at the seminar. And I said, well, this is quite a home. He's like, well, you don't have to build the home. The home is built. All you got to do is work in the dirt. And immediately my, my demeanor went just right down to, oh, I got this. But, you know, if you stop to think about all of the things that one could go wrong, how important it is to this client, it can be astounding. But nuts and bolts, it's just like they say, you know, you put your pants on one leg at a time. And so it was just like, okay, I can do this. And that job went so well, I got two and three neighboring huge estates oceanfront. And that's kind of been my forte ever since. What are some of the biggest challenges that you've had? For example, uh, you hear in, in architecture or landscape architecture that you want to make the client happy, but you also want to express your creativity. Do you see challenges like that, or what are some of the biggest challenges that you face? Well, some of the biggest challenges were, was the economy. Um, I saw in 2008 probably 70% of my peers go out of business, and that was rough. Um, I had a good clientele, and, and I rounded out my company. We do, like I said, design, installation, and maintenance. So if you're high-end and you've got that stash, that pool of, of clients, when there's no construction going on, you can devote 100% to maintenance. And so you've got all of your guys just detailing. And even those clients who used to throw in thousands of dollars every season to refresh and renew, even they said, 
no new stuff. Let's just keep it on hold. So that was probably the toughest time. Uh, another thing that happened here in Laguna um, was when there was the fires. And so a few clients lost their homes. So um, environmental elements can be, obviously in, a, in an exterior uh, construction company, can be a, a, big, a big deal. Um, as far as employees go, um, I did have one experience with an employee in theft. That's a heartbreaker, one, because you didn't even know it was there and it was someone that was around for at least three years or so. And um, we always think that it will happen to somebody else and not to you. So you have to keep those tabs, those checks on what's going on so that you don't get blindsided. And that's definitely something that was a, a learning process for me. Other than that, I'd just say the normal employees, you know, keeping them happy, not giving them a raise just because they're great, giving them a raise, it's due, it's great, and you don't want to get that person outside of the scale where you're going to start not being able to afford that so that you have to let them go. You don't want to have that happen. So you've got to figure out other ways to make sure that they're satisfied in, a, in, a, in their job, in their field. Um, but um, all of those are a little bit of a task. What are your next big steps as a company? I had a very, very large high-end client that was keeping me buckled down. So I had to be available almost 24-7 for their needs, which were many and diverse. We get into uh, project management, we get into party management, we get into pretty much anything. that I, I do interiors as well, so whatever someone might need. But we, we decided to sever that tie and so I think what's going to be coming up again for me is uh, doing some projects abroad. So I'm looking forward to that again. I, I, I want to keep learning. Um, every, time, every time I do something different, it can be reflected in the garden because I have learned something new. Staying in your same circle can happen. And it's only by the expression of yourself that you get renewed. So I think it's time to do another job in another country somewhere and have some fun. What one piece of advice would you give either to yourself going back 20 years or to a new aspiring entrepreneur? <clears throat> wow, to myself. That's a good one. Um, I like the path that I took. Um, I was really fortunate, really incredibly fortunate to have hooked up with some clients that actually pushed me to travel and, and go work on their projects in other countries. Um, but if you're not putting yourself out there, that won't happen. If you're not taking the, the, the leaps that you think that are impossible, you're, you're not really exploring. You're living safely. I definitely, one of my mottos, another one, was there's nothing that I can't do. What that means is if a human being can do that, I can do that. Now, it doesn't mean I know how to do it, but I can figure it out. And so that gets me in trouble as well as it gets me awarded. Because I'll say yes before I even know how, but it forces you to grow. And a client now has this experience that they can come to you with anything and you'll get it done. And so you become so important and they know that they can come to you and you know we'll, we'll figure it out. Either I will do it or I'll subcontract it or I will manage it um, or put them in touch with someone who can. But um, I've, I've learned, having done a job in, the, in Japan, where even a, 
a question whose answer is a no is still answered affirmatively. Do you have this plant? Yes, that's a plant that we've had many times, but not today. So you always speak in an affirmation versus going to the negative. In every conversation, whenever the no comes in, it's just a little up. Mm. But when there's a yes, it's building, it's building, it's building. So I've tried to remain firm in that I can do whatever there is that can be done. And we just need to hook it up and figure it out. And uh, that's worked for me. Even for me, starting this video series in reaching out to business owners and learning from other entrepreneurs and hopefully sharing that, that, that brings a lot of advice for me, getting out there, putting myself in uncomfortable positions mm -hmm. and learning from those, and then always being in the positive. Yeah, so. open, yeah. Exactly. Right. Well, so where can the audience find you, and if they want to get in touch with you, where can they find your work, and how can how can they hire you? Um, I have an office here in Laguna Beach, and it's at uh, three three ninety seven South no North North Coast Highway now, and uh, it's called Laguna Nursery. Um, it's called a Laguna Nursery Workshop. So I had the big bigger nursery called Laguna Nursery. Now it's mm -hmm. Laguna Nursery Workshop, and we still have the antiquities and the plants and the beauty of a, of a beautiful location. Um, oceans, ocean side, so it's really great. Um, and then my other company is Visionscape, which is the larger of the two companies, and that's available online at uh, www.visionscapeinc.com. And um, and you can see some of the pictures of jobs that I've done. And um, what I have to say, one of the things that I also do is I hold my company and the images of my company close. I don't throw them out there. Now in the days of the internet and everybody being so super informed and they all think that they can do whatever, is they'll just take an image and do it on their own. So I'd rather put, not put all of that, the, the glory shots of my images. I'm one of the most awarded landscape construction companies in the whole state of California. And so I try not to put that out there. When we do a project at a home, we don't put our signs out. I'd rather the people had to really look hard to find me um, because it shows that they really are interested in getting to know who I am and where the company is versus just hanging a sign out there and they drove by and wrote it down and they're just going to give me a call. So there, I do think that there's something to say about being a little bit hard to find, being a little bit exclusive, um, but you can reach me again at uh, Visionscape or at Laguna Nursery. Great. Well, thank you for taking the time to sit down with me. I know you're a busy guy, and I enjoyed getting to know you and your businesses. Likewise, so likewise. Thank you. Appreciate your time. All right. Thanks. Thank you so much for watching this episode of West Coast CEO. If you've liked what you've seen so far, please subscribe, like, and share. I hope to inspire aspiring entrepreneurs, business owners, and tune in for next week's episode.